Welcome to the Manage Self Lead Others podcast. My name is Nina Sunday. I'm your host. And today's episode, we've got Pamela Wigglesworth from Singapore, who is a communication and presentations expert. She helps clients elevate their executive presence and structure a clear, concise message and deliver these ideas either in person or virtually with confidence and authority. She's past vice president of Asia Professional Speakers Association. I seem to run into Pam at different conventions all over the world, Singapore, New Zealand, the United States. Uh, She's become a, a, a global friend of mine over the years, and it is my pleasure to welcome you, Pamela. Welcome to Manage Self Lead Others. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm thrilled to be here. I'm thrilled to spend some time with you and to share some information with your listening audience on this really key topic of executive presence. So thank you for having me. Well, here's the thing. So many leaders are unaware of the mess, the uh, uh, invisible message they're sending out when they are presenting either in person or, or virtually. So what exactly is executive presence? Love that you asked that question. It's really a perfect place to start. So thank you for that. Uh, a lot of people don't know what that is. You know, and we hear it, it's thrown around all the time, but they don't really know how, how do we define it and how do we exude it? How do we share it? Well, if we were to say, the French always say, you know, it's that certain je ne sais quoi, which really defines that is defined as what's that mystery element. So really the French don't know really what it, what it is. <laughs> Um, if we were to say, uh, ask singer songwriter Alicia Keys, she calls it that person has a little something, something. And if we were to look at, say, a TV program such as The X Factor, that person has that something that special it. But we don't know what that it is. We don't have a definition of it, or most people don't have a definition of it. So if we look at what executive presence is, it is your demeanor and your actions that give others the impression that you are a leader and worthy, notice that word, worthy of being respected and followed. So in a nutshell, three things that we think about when we talk about executive presence, it is your gravitas, that means your demeanor or your actions, your behavior. It's what you say and how you say it. And lastly, it is your appearance. And that is both your appearance on screen, in uh, in person, as well as your attire. So those three things make up the essence of executive presence. So I'm I'm hearing you say that you really need to be way more intentional about body language, about the, the cues that your body language is sending, that your appearance is sending. Um, so how, what are the things that people need to think about and what are the pitfalls that, that leaders forget? Okay, that's a good. Well, let's back up and say, you know, what executive presence is in person is different from what it is in the virtual world. We you know, all have been to a meeting or a networking event where there's this person who's in the corner and people are surrounded by them or they're surrounded by people. And it's something about them. They just ooze confidence, charisma, their posture is, you know, their shoulders are back, their head is up, they're giving everybody eye contact, they give you a firm handshake, you feel like you're the only person in the world when they're talking to you, they ooze executive presence, but we don't get to see that 
in the virtual world. We're not there in person. So we have to show up differently. We have to demonstrate our demeanor and our actions differently. We have to use our words and our content and our voice differently. And we have to show up like a leader because nowadays with work from home, we are dressing more casual, but I think we have the, we run the risk of giving off the wrong impression because people are showing up to work in their t-shirts and I get that, but what happens when suddenly a client or a top client says, look, I need to jump on a call with you in the next three minutes. What are you gonna do? You need to be prepared. So uh, be aware uh, that is one potential pitfall is not being prepared. And there's a lot more that goes along with that as well. You can you can change into your casual t-shirt in between meetings, you know, just make mm -hmm. sure that when you are doing a virtual meeting that you've got uh, something that's going to look good in the square. Exactly. And you know, but we do know that things come up at the last minute. So what I invite clients to do is have something on the side. So for exa uh, example, let's say it's ladies. If you haven't put on your makeup for the day, and you know what, why would you if you're not going to have any meetings, but have a lipstick handy that you can actually put that on at the last moment. Grab your compact, have that at the corner of your desk so that you can grab that, just tidy up, you know, so you're not shiny. If you're wearing a t-shirt, keep a scarf handy. Um, I have one, one or two handy, so if I'm wearing a t-shirt, solid color, I can quickly just throw that on tuck that on and be ready. Now I might not have a jacket on, but if I was wearing a t-shirt, I would do that. For the gentlemen, they should have a jacket handy, you know, neutral color that they can just simply put on over that t-shirt if they're wearing, happen to wear a t-shirt. So they are prepared and ready to go if yes. something happens in the last moment. So in fact, I don't mind that look of a jacket with a t-shirt. But I love you, that look. But not a t-shirt on its own, at least a collared shirt if you're not going to wear a jacket. Now, mm -hmm. this is a, a question that I have for you. Men, especially that might have a fairly mottled complexion, would you advise them putting on makeup before a virtual call? I've seen some people do it. Um, here's what I would suggest is, first of all, before you get on a virtual call, is turn on your camera, turn on a Zoom meeting, that's just between yourself. You know, so if you turn on the Zoom camera, 10, 15 minutes for, before the actual meeting, because here's the problem. If you wait until you the meeting starts, if somebody puts you in the waiting room, you don't get a chance to see what you look like until the meeting starts. So at least at the very least, turn on the camera, check your background, see if my lighting is okay. Most men aren't going to necessarily want to wear any makeup, but they can make sure that their hair is combed, the backdrops, everything around them looks good, the lighting is good, um, that their camera or if their computer is eye level so that they can actually be giving the other person eye contact. And you know, guys definitely need to be aware. I know more and more men are not shaving every day, but you have to think twice about what's the impression that I'm actually giving if I show up looking like this. Yeah, so. it, 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 that ungroomed, uh, what, three-day growth look, it's a bit uncouth in my book. Yeah. It's unsettling. It's too, it's too casual, mm -hmm. verging on sloppy. Exactly, and I'm all for smart casual, but I'm not for smart sloppy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it just doesn't work, you know. Um, and really, I, I tell people, we're seeing people get more and more lax. People are even showing up in their pajamas 
you know, um, that to me, I had a lady, we had a meeting at 1130 in the morning. She refused to turn her camera on because she had not gotten dressed for the day. I'm like, really? Really? I, so I can't believe someone would actually say that and that someone would be prepared to turn up and prepared to say that. So yeah. these, these are blind spots that people exactly. have. Exactly. They're not so aware, aware. Of, of the message, the larger message that it's sending across. Mm -hmm. It says, I don't care enough about you to get ready and show up and be present for this meeting. That's the message you're sending. They're forgetting that if they did, if they weren't working remotely and they did have to commute into the central office, they've actually saved all that time, which is probably mm -hmm. more than the time it takes yes. to throw on some neat clothes, neat attire. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So why not do it? Um, I th just think people are becoming complacent. So as you said, we need to make a conscious decision about how we're going to show up. Uh, now, otherwise, that's going to help affect their work, you know, oh. prospects for being promoted. Well, this is it. Even in uh, pre-COVID, the, the, the advice was to dress for the role you want to achieve, not the role you've got. So that would suggest that mm -hmm. even if you're an individual contributor, if you do have any plans to get a promotion, you got to you got to dress like you're a leader, and that doesn't exactly. mean formal, but it certainly cuts out this sloppiness that uh, or being overly casual. Yes. yes, you know a lot of people are going. I get this. I I totally get it. They are going to be casual, but here's what happens: is we only get one chance to make a first impression. So what is it that you want me to remember? I remember two ladies that I had uh, contacted me um, from overseas. Uh, suggesting that we might do some kind of type of collaboration. Now, what I remember about them, I can't tell you what I remember about what the offer was, but I can tell you they both showed up wearing no makeup, their hair wasn't combed, one was in a t-shirt, and I thought, that's all I can remember about you? Oh, so yeah. what is it that you want to have people remember you by? Yeah. So people need to realize, as you say, you need to dress for the level that you wish to be at, and some clients will say, well, what if my, what if my uh, prospect isn't dressed that way? So I don't care. You still need to dress, you know, appropriate. You need to ask yourself, what is the silent narrative that I'm giving off before I even open my mouth? Because that's what the brain is remembering. That's what we're seeing. That's what we're making judgments about other individuals is how do they look? How do they show up? Are they showing up with a sad face? Are they you know, slouched in their chair? Or are they sitting up? Are they ready to go with a smile on their face? Are they giving me eye contact? All these things the brain is making, you know, uh, is calculating and I'm storing it to say, hmm, that's who I remember. Exactly. And don't you want to express vitality, energy, uh, which is a forerunner to competency? And, and poise and confidence is all part of this whole picture of, of uh, presence that uh, that has the je ne sais quoi. <laughs> yes, and you mentioned a really good point about the energy, you know, coming and having that vitality. Here's where that's falling short. So here's another potential blind spot for managers or executives, is they're so busy planning back to back to back meetings that they're not allowing for time to decompress from one before you go into the next one. 
So you must bring energy to the meeting because how you start that meeting will be carried through throughout the entire meeting. So if I start and I come from one meeting, literally think of it as running down the hallway from one conference room to the next conference room. You're doing it mentally and spiritually. So if you come to the next meeting and you're like, okay, sorry guys, um, that, that other meeting just ran late. And I'm, you know, you're a little bit winded because, you know, you quickly ran off and grabbed some coffee or some water before the next meeting. And it's okay, let's go ahead and get started. That's not the energy I want to bring to a meeting. So I recommend that everybody should be shortening their meetings. One hour should be now 45 minutes, maybe even 30 minutes, if you can do 30 minutes. A 30 minute meeting should now be 25 minutes to give you time to decompress from the previous meeting time to go have a bio break, time to go get something to eat, mm -hmm. and then 15 minutes to get in this resourceful state so that I'm ready for the next meeting, I'm ready to go. Yes, uh, we're talking about state management now, managing your state, and that's part of mm -hmm. self-leadership. So uh, it's exactly what this podcast is all about. Um, the thing about um, the thing about blind spots is sometimes people don't, sit so that their eyes are eye level with the 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 camera mm -hmm. pinhole and exactly. aren't there some tricks to be able to um either raise your chair or raise the uh laptop so that it's yes. not looking up at you yes. which gives us exactly the first weird, one weird yes <laughs> first of all i would say if people have a let's say you have a printer at home um and you have a couple of reams of printer paper photocopy paper Take two stacks of photocopy paper and set your computer on top of that. That's about the generic eye level that your computer is, that little dot. And it's not easy to just focus on that little dot, but you have to practice. Uh, and if you don't do it, again, this is why I want people to turn on their cameras in advance. I don't want people looking down because the other thing is people tip their camera or the back of the laptop down at an angle. And then what we're doing is we're looking up your nose. So they need to see what we see. The other way to do that is to bring in another monitor or bring in another computer or your iPad and set that to the side of you. So, and open that window up so that you can see what everybody else sees so that you can have a chance to adjust all the things, the, the crazy things that are in the backdrop. Sometimes people have their bar in the backdrop. We don't want to see your, you know, I've your liquor cabinet. That. I've seen yes. someone with 30 bottles of liquor. <laughs> yeah, they're like, I've seen a few, um, you what? know, or I've seen somebody have their ironing board out. So this is why we want people to turn on the camera. So yes, yeah, yeah. get the camera um, eye level. The other thing is making sure that your light is on your face, not behind you. Okay, we don't want you backlit. We want you lit from the front or from the side. Um, natural light preferably is the best. Now I've some people, people are turn up to a meeting with the, the window behind them and all you can see is a black silhouette. Exactly. Yeah. But, and we say that they look like they're in the witness protection program, right? Because, you know, expecting their, their voices to be muffled, like they don't want to be seen. That can also happen if you don't have the appropriate uh, Zoom background. Okay. So that's another thing we want to make sure as a blind spot, does my clothing clash with the Zoom backdrop? Okay. If I'm wearing bright colors or something dark, then I want a light ground, vice versa. And you can't wear green with a virtual background. No, you'll be lost. <laughs> we'll see your head. You know, or, that's about it. 
or sometimes it. black clothing, black hair against a black background. It's like you just see their face. Yeah, that's why you'll never see me. You know, you're never going to see me with a black background, you know, unless I'm far enough away from the backdrop, and if I'm using a um, a camera or lit lit in a certain way. Exactly, yeah. or the backdrop is lit. So there's tricks to that. But for the everyday um, person working from home. We want to just make sure that you're lit. Now, if you can't afford to go out and buy a, a ring light, go out and just get a standard light from your local IKEA, oh, yeah. and it's a desk lamp. Put it on the de you know desk and fa face it towards you oh, so that work. your face is lit. Okay? That'll work. Yeah. What about work. adding uh, a webcam? To what extent does that make your image crisp? Oh, and definitely yeah. huge. Huge difference between your webcam and your computer. Um, I'm actually on a webcam right now. Me too. Uh, I remember a gentleman saying to me, wait a minute, we've been doing this webinar here and I was presenting and he said, now that we're doing Q&A and I can see everybody in the in the backdrop, you know, he said, your camera is sharper than ours. Your lighting is sharper than ours. And some, it's just as simple as getting a good camera. They don't cost a lot of money and a, a ring light or something on your desk that will make you look bright. I had a brand new laptop. And when I switched to the webcam, my image just came up so crisp. I couldn't believe it. It was, yes. great. It was and here's well a nice thing. investment. Yeah. Zoom will make your skin look good. The camera oh, okay. will make you look good. Yeah. Um, both Teams and Zoom, both are using this HD camera. But here's okay. what you need to be aware of. Another blind spot is just because I'm looking straight at you here, you have to realize the camera sees way out here. So that means if you're trying to sneak in a meal in between meetings, I see people do this where they try to slide out of the perimeter of the camera. They go, okay, the camera's looking direct. I'll just eat here and the camera can still see you. So you need to be aware of that. We also don't want you drinking from a water bottle. Okay, if you're gonna drink water, get a glass. This what, is, is my so glass okay? professional. Is my glass then, okay? It's got a little bit yeah. of color. Exactly. But we know you're drinking water. Mm -hmm. um, it's nothing worse than seeing even a lady take a water bottle and she's throwing I've it back like that. Blug, blug, blug. Yeah. So <laughs> remember, everything that we do, people can see. Mm. And we have to remember, what's the impression that I want to leave with the other person? Mm. And the last blind spot we need to be aware of is how we are sitting up, you know, whether we're slouching. So I recommend that people, if you're gonna do a presentation for any more than 15, 20 minutes, sit at the edge of your chair with your feet firmly on the ground. If you're going don't to do, do this, if you're in a swivel yes, chair. The, the swivel, the swivel. That's another <laughs> reason why I want- i still the whole time. Thanks. I've got one foot on the floor. Yes. Still. Yes, or at both, you know, so that you're not gonna do that. And your legs a little bit apart so that you actually are controlling that. The other thing is if you have a chair that tips back, put a pillow behind you. Yeah. So that will force you to sit up straight. The other thing is you need to be aware of what your hands are doing or whether or not you're invading people's private space. And we, when there's, I say that, I mean, they're literally up in the camera like this. Yeah, that's a bit impressive. Too, Too close, okay? Yeah. The other thing is what are hands doing? Gestures need to be to the sides or just barely in front of us. Mm -hmm. If I get too close to the camera, my hands start looking really big <laughs> versus gesturing here. Right. It's good to gesture if I say the global pandemic, 
but I don't want my hands getting too close to the camera okay, because then enough. again, we're out of proportion. So All right, there's, there's two, two, two final things I want to ask you about. One is standing while presenting versus sitting while presenting. Is there a time when really your presence will be elevated if you are actually standing? I think it's a personal choice. I do believe that there's more energy, um, that I can bring more energy if I'm standing. You also have use of your hands if you're standing. Yeah. The downside is if you don't, if your camera is on a tripod, you might run the risk of going out of the camera. Now, if you're standing and you have a person with you, that a cameraman who can track you, that's one thing. But it is wow. does bring a different type of energy. Not yeah. everybody is comfortable doing it. So I'd say try it out. Do it with a, a test run of friends and see how it goes. See how you feel comfortable with it. Keep practicing. If that's something that you want to add to your repertoire, then go ahead and stand as well. well about a year ago, we all were a little bit in love with uh, virtual backgrounds and getting photographs and throwing them up. But I've, I'm very soon tired of that, especially people in Australia with a San Francisco Golden Gate Bridge or whatever, you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, play, famous places and these people weren't, that's not where they were. Mm -hmm. But I've since felt more comfortable with an authentic background, even if it's plain, because to me, it, it says something about the person. And I want to mm -hmm. know a little bit more about the person, not, you know, uh, the, 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 uh, the deck of the enterprise of Star Trek. That's what mm -hmm. I'm saying. <laughs> well, I, I hear what you're saying. And I, I'm in agreement with you that sometimes people just go to the default, which is why we see this, the San Francisco bridge all the time. Right. So two things I want to I want to point out is if you're going to use a, another backdrop, and you're picturing picking a picture off of the internet or even stock photography, choose an image size that is 1920 pixels right. by 1280. Very the reason, figure. I will put that in the show notes. Yeah, because this is an image that's not going to resolution that you're not going to be fighting the camera where the camera's trying to figure out. What is the body and what's the backdrop, okay? The second thing is, and we need to be aware of this, and I sometimes go, why are they wearing, you know, using a backdrop? But we also need to understand that there are places in the world where people have a small home and they are sharing the same dining room table with their kids if they're having to homeschool. They don't have the space like we might have, say, in Australia, in the United States. They're working out of a tiny apartment, many often in their bedroom. Um, and maybe the laundry's piled on the back of, you know, of the bed because they haven't gotten that, or the kids are running around. So they have no choice but to do a virtual backdrop. So the key is just making sure that it's appropriate, that it's in contrast to what they're wearing so that it does work for them. Um, there are a couple options on there, but then search for something that is workable, that's simple. It doesn't have to be busy. You know, we know you're not on the beach. You know, even the video one doesn't necessarily work for me anymore. Um, it was cute in the beginning, but find something that works. Maybe have your company create a backdrop that has the logo in the you know upper right-hand corner, uh, but make sure that the resolution of that image is suitable so that your head isn't going in and out of the, the picture 
um, or your hands going in and out of the picture because yes. the resolution. I, I hadn't realized that that was the reason to have it at that particular size. I thought that there was some other reason, but that's a really good point. We're sort of coming to the end, Pam, but um, I'm just wondering, do you ever work one-on-one -on -one with say a senior leader who might be having to face the media that sort of thing. Do you do that sort of work? All the time. We have executive presence coaching that I work one-on-one -on -one, um, and, and also in groups as well, but more it's one-on-one -on -one with C-suite so that they do build their confidence that we, if they're on a panel, um, they'll know how to sit, how to use their gestures and really how to create those sound bites or those uh, word palettes, how to use figurative language so that they stand out because in the virtual world, your voice and your content is your superpower. So we work to get them clear on what their message is so that it is memorable and that people will be talking about you in the hallways once the meeting is over, be it virtual or in person, and that they want to seek you out. Well, I know that some people who are beginning to speak, not necessarily being a senior leader, sometimes don't want to stand out. But do you find mm. some senior leaders also have that as a bit of a residual? It's like they're very competent and confident live with their teams, but the minute the thought of being on camera or, or, or on Zoom, they, that, that, there's an element of uh, lack of confidence that starts to emerge yeah. there before. So yeah, suddenly everybody has imposter syndrome. Um, and it's amazing, right? It's funny how we can get in front of a large group of people, but the moment we have to look at a little dot on a computer or the circle on the webcam, you go, oh my goodness. And I'll be honest, it took me a little bit of time to shift as well. And I went, wait a minute, Pam, you, you do this in front of people all the time, so why can't you talk to a circle? So the, I, the weird part about it is, you, you find that when you're talking to your family and your friends, you're always talking to camera and you hardly see them. So you need to learn how to train your mind and your eye to look in your peripheral vision down at the person who's speaking, uh, but always addressing the camera because that's how we build rapport. And so, yes, people do find, you know, are fearful, but we just have to say, you know what, step to the left, reinvent yourself. You can do it. Uh, and it comes with practice. Practice, so, practice, practice. Exactly. And so where? Uh, what's your website? Where will people find you, Pam? They can find me. Thank you for asking that, Nina. They can find me at experiential.sg. That's www.experiential.sg. Experiential, the experiential Pamela Wigglesworth. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, of course, you're based in Singapore. Uh, yes. But you 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 work virtually all around the world. Work virtually, yeah. So yeah, that's great. Well, so that's the beauty of this business now. <laughs> well, thank you, Pam. It's been a delight talking with you. Uh, thanks, everybody. You've been listening to Pamela Wigglesworth from Singapore on Executive Presence, and this is Nina Sunday closing off now from the Manage Self Lead Others podcast. Subscribe, give us a rating, give us a comment, and we'll see you next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.